Tonight, amid growing tensions with China, we're with American forces in the Pacific, where General Mike Minahan is preparing his airmen for a mission he's warned could come soon. Do you think the U.S. could be at war with China in the next few years? It's not me to say whether we could be at war with China in the next few years. Earlier this year, Minahan, the head of Air Mobility Command, wrote a controversial memo to his commanders warning the U.S. could be at war with China in two years and they need to be prepared. Do you still believe that? I don't believe conflict is inevitable. I don't believe it's unavoidable. Um, but I also believe that ready now is what matters most. So that was it from NBC News last night. They did an exclusive, and their tease through the entire newscast was, are we ready for war with China? And an NBC exclusive, and I thought, wow. The fact that that phrase is even being said out loud is such a change from just a couple years ago. I mean, not like, hold on, sit down, there's a chance. The United, the two biggest economies, the two biggest countries in the world could go to war. Mm-hmm. Just you know, it's just like common knowledge. Are we ready for war with China? Was their tease? And I thought, holy crap! But anyway, um, so that was the military guy. You remember that story from last year, as they said there, where he he wrote in a memo that came out that he thinks will be in a conflict with China within two years, and they spent so much of the dang segment trying to nail him down on that. That was so dopey. I'm sorry. It is dopey, and I just I found that frustrating. And but he didn't back off it. I mean, he used different ways to word it to not sound as inflammatory, so that they, everybody wouldn't go, "Oh my God!" He certainly didn't back off that statement. And why would he? Well, no, I, that whole conversation was so idiotic. That's the purpose of the military is to be ready for conflict. And he was letting his people know, hey, this is not some sort of imaginary exercise. It's entirely possible we will be in conflict. So bear that in mind as you train, as you do your jobs. That's a, that's a perfectly legitimate. The controversial memo. It's just so stupid. It, is, it is stupid for stupid people. Uh, could we hear the other clip from that segment? In his memo, Minahan told airmen to get ready by firing from a clip and to aim for the head. I'm not trying to be provocative. I'm trying to provide my formation with the tools and the action and the priority necessary to win. Do you still agree with everything you wrote in that January memo? I agree absolutely with the urgency and the action. Are you ready now? We are ready now. That assurance coming even as some critics have voiced concerns the U.S. is not modernizing equipment fast enough for a potential conflict. But Minahan telling us exercises like these are critical to being ready. Yeah, that was the important part of the segment NBC did was how ready are we and get away from the stupid gossipy part of the memo. Um, uh, how ready are we for a, for a war with China? And and they're training seriously. They They showed some of the exercises we're doing that are... You know, not not um, not cloaked resemblances of a war with some country. No, specifically, this is what we'd have to do if we were at war with China. Of course, of course, we should be doing that to let them know that we're doing that because they're doing exactly the same thing. If you remember the stories Mm -hmm. of they have targeting practice on uh, target practice on aircraft carriers that are exactly our aircraft carriers. They're not pretending they're, they're just some if there were a conflict ever in the future. No, China's. Training for war with the United States. So we might as well be training for war with them. 
did the Chinese generals put out a controversial memo saying they would fire at models of U.S. carriers? Oh, I they, just can't get over the dopiness. Yeah, it's frustrating, and I don't know if a country that has that sort of media and treats its population that way can win, because I'm sure the generals in China are just sitting there at the table saying, when we go to war with the United States, should we shoot here first or hit them there first? And then when we sink this aircraft carrier that they probably name by name, then we'll, you know... They're not playing this stupid game. Uh, well, and and this is my final shot at the uh, the nice little gal there who did that report. Um, are we ready? Yes, we are, he says. As if he's going to say, no, not even close. <laughs> Jeez, this happens in the next two or three years. We're screwed. No, he's going to say we're ready. But, uh, you know, I think anybody who studies this stuff realizes we are a, I don't know, what uh, sports metaphor do you want to use? We're a quarterback who hasn't actually been off the bench in three years. We feel like we're ready to get into a game, but gosh, we haven't actually done our job for a while. I mean, really done it. So who knows? Who knows? I know. Uh, he, was he a Navy guy? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, the Navy definitely has issues. But anyway, uh, speaking of China, I thought this was so interesting from the Wall Street Journal Uh Xi Jinping, well, I'll give you the headline. Xi Jinping chokes off crucial engine of China's economy. First quarter of last year, there was $100 billion in foreign investment in China. $100 billion. This year, first quarter, $20 billion. Wow. It fell by 80% because Xi Jinping is kicking it commie style more and more. Specifically, and if you read business news, you're familiar with this. If you don't, you're probably not. But um, she's, she's national security agenda is really taking the forefront even more than business. And its focus is fending off perceived foreign threats. So Chinese investment is now looking more and more like a minefield for foreign firms for a bunch of different reasons. Quoting from the journal, a she-led campaign this year has hit Western management consultants, auditors, and other firms with a wave of raids, investigations, and detentions. Meanwhile, an expanded anti-espionage law has added to foreign executives' worry that conducting routine business activities in China, such as market research, could be construed as spying. So if you if you do a study of uh, how uh, Chinese currency flows from real estate to retail, for instance, um, you will get busted by the Chinese authorities for spying. I get that. That's uh, that often is a cover for spying. Having read a, a lot about you know the Soviet days of them spying on us, that that was a lot. What, of... Are you working for the Chinese? No, that was on the l- Chinese side. Which side are you on? S- Have you signed your loyalty oath? Hmm? Soviets would do that all the time. Just be in a town and. You know, try to gather all that kind of information, but uh, yeah, that would that would choke off your 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 economy quite a bit. The perception that doing business in China has become much riskier is choking the flow of capital into an economy already struggling with weak private investment and consumption, as well as, as soaring youth unemployment, plunging real estate market, rapidly aging population, etc. It is striking to me that when China was most successful at hiding its true colors, when it was making its phony, hey, we just want to modernize and be your friend. I mean, this communist thing, we're really seriously rethinking of it, thinking it. So why don't you invest heavily in our country, share a bunch of technology with us, and we'll modernize and and, and become an active participant in the world community. When they were really faking that well, their economy was soaring. 
But Xi Jinping saw the direction things were going under some of his predecessors and said, no, we're communists. We're actual communists, and and we're going to take control again. Now the economy is tanking again. And Well, the tanking might overstate it, but uh, the brake pedal has been hit hard. What the next chapter is, is is really interesting to me. Did you know that three Chinese ministers are visiting the United States before October, and that is supposed to pave the way for Biden and Xi to meet in San Francisco in November? I didn't know that. Biden and Xi are meeting in the United States in November. Do you think Xi Jinping is going to want to visit Chinatown? Or is it just redundant? Wow. I mean, is there any point? I'm an ox. What are you? I was born in the year of the snake, as a matter of fact. And uh, and Biden will <laughs> say, I'm a rat. Oh, I think an ox and a rat can get along. <laughs> I doubt that. Right, and then they'll buy some cheap souvenirs and uh, be on their way. <laughs> right. Enjoy some of them pork dumplings. Ooh. Look at those duck feet in a basket and say, who could eat that? <laughs> what is that, a beaver? No, no, I think it's a cat. Um, anyway. Preston Xi walking through Chinatown. That's pretty Hey, this is really cool. (laughs) If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.